Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Gab and Grow, a podcast that will help to introduce you to the people, places, and resources in and around Western Connecticut State University. I'm Mary Beth Griffin, your host, and today we'll be talking about something that's specific to students who live on campus. We're speaking about the ARM program. Joining us are two of our current ARMs, Heidi, I'm going to let you say your last name, Ongamak. Heidi Ongamak and Shannon Lynch. Um, last year, Shannon was the arm in Fairfield, and this year she's working in Newberry as the arm. And Heidi joined us mid-year last year in Pinney Hall, and she is working this year in Grasso. So welcome. Well, hello. I will say welcome. <laughs> um, Shannon, I'm going to start with you. What's an arm? Um, so an arm is kind of like, I guess we use the phrase like an academic coach for residents on campus as opposed to what's like commonly like thought of as like a tutor. So we don't necessarily tutor. I mean, we can if we would like to, but mm -hmm. we kind of help guide residents in like whatever direction they kind of need guidance in. Cool. Um, like I said, I think a lot of people think that arms are specific to first year students, but we, um, and that we only have them in first year halls, but we have them all over the place. And Heidi, you're working in one of the upper class buildings. so. Can you talk about what might be some difference that people might see? What's what's different between an arm in a first year building and at the west side with the upper class? Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> well, instead of really helping and making programs or talking in office hours about getting adjusted to college and learning how to study for classes and what finals are going to be like or what it's like to register for classes, um, lots of upperclassmen already have that knowledge, hopefully. and. I would help them a lot with internships, writing resumes, um, maybe steps towards applying to grad school if that's what they want to do right after college. Um, just helping them with general life skills too. Like even a lot of students, this is their first time having a dorm with a kitchen <laughs> and they don't know to put water in their mac and cheese. Not that that happened recently or anything. No, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> but um, so I'm kind of just there to help them with other stuff that sometimes isn't even academic related, even mm -hmm. though we are called an academic resource mentor. Right. Um, I wanted to talk just a little bit, and I'm going to tell people a little bit of the history of the program because I've been around forever. Um, <laughs> so I hope that you'll indulge me for a second. We started the ARM program back in 2001 as part of a program that we have in housing called Culture. And one of the reasons was that we noticed a lot of students were struggling with their classwork and we were looking for ways that we might be able to help people out. So um, one of the things that we came up with was trying to provide some kind of resource right in the building for students that they could turn to for help. And we called them academic resource mentors and because that's really too long to say, we started calling them ARMS. Um, it's also because I like little words that, you know, I love the acronym. So, um, what, and one of the reasons that we actually looked at using the term ARM was that ARMs are a support for things. They help to carry a burden, they give support, they can lift you up when you need it. And uh, so I know you said initially people looked at the ARMs as kind of tutors um, and that, you know, that was a great thing, but it's not so good if your ARM wasn't knowledgeable about your area. You know, you're a nursing major, so you don't necessarily have the the things to help somebody out in maybe a math class or Definitely. or an art class or things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
if somebody was struggling with music theory, you wouldn't be helpful. But Heidi, you're a musician, so you might be more helpful to them and that kind of thing. Um, the real thing that we really discovered over the years is that arms weren't really meant to be tutors. They were meant to help you find out what was causing some of the issues you were having and get you connected to resources and people on campus who could help you. So that gets back to the whole idea that you're really more coaches than tutors. Um, how can you describe some of the things that you do for students? I know we talked just a little bit about it in that intro section, but what are some of the things you can help them with? Anyone? <laughs> um, so for me, at least in a freshman building, I feel like the most things that I like get to help with are like orienting freshmen to where things are on campus and what's available to them because a lot of times they're like, oh, I'm struggling in this class, but they have no idea that the writing center exists or where it is mm -hmm. or that the math center exists and they don't know where anything is. So a lot of it is orienting them to what's available to them and helping them access that or maybe taking them there because they're nervous about going to get help in those areas. So I feel like I do a lot of that and mm -hmm. a lot of hey, like this is a lot different from high school, so you need to maybe get a calendar or this is how you use your syllabus because I'm sure you've never had one of these before. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of the basic things that like college students need and making sure that freshmen know that that's available to them or how to use their resources. Definitely in um, upperclassmen buildings too, even though everyone is told about the writing center and tutoring and all these great things that they have, um, getting all the information at once or even just not caring enough, right. no one remembers it by their senior year. And then they're writing their senior thesis. Maybe they're applying to other schools. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're trying to get jobs. And they're like, where do I get help on this? And I tell them, the writing center. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it still gets used mm -hmm. in either building. Um, but also just other things. I could think of um, the arm that I worked with in Penny last year, Victor. He put on an awesome program for um, CPR training. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. another, an RA, even though it's it's an mm -hmm. RA, but um, a program very similar to that was Stop the Bleed training. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of programs that, like, aren't always academic-related but still very useful and, like, you might not have a way to get into that outside of college can be put on. Yeah. That's really kind of a nice segue because my next question was going to be about programs and what kinds of programs that you guys put on. Because some of this is is one on one with students. Like if somebody's having an issue or, you know, doesn't know where to turn for something, they can come to you during office hours kind of things. But you also are required to do some programs for them. So can you talk just a little bit about what some of those things are and how people could let you know things that they might be interested in? I am always open to, like, hearing, like, hey, like, what do you need help with and how can I make that, like, it's almost hard to make programs fun for residents sometimes, mm -hmm. so, like, what do you think will make my programs better? I'm always willing to adjust what I'm doing, but I think from last year, like, a lot of things that I've noticed people doing are, like, bringing in different resources. I think um, people brought in, like, ICIP to talk about study abroad, and I've done, like, campus resource bingo to kind of get mm -hmm. people to... Like, the little facts about resources yeah. that they don't know. Like, hey, if you can, like, recognize them and put them together, even if, like, you don't necessarily remember all the facts, at least that gives you a chance to ask questions. Um, I also do, like, some different time management or some skills that maybe you don't know you need or 
you might not need, but it's kind of good to have like on the back burner. So different ways to study, like to kind of change. Not everything works for everyone. So it's kind of fun to like pick out like a little thing and like teach everyone mm -hmm. how to do it so they can either choose to use it or not. And maybe they like had fun doing it or learned something along the way. Yeah, I put some programs on last semester, like um, going around and explaining CLEP testing to everyone. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knows what that is, and it's like, such an easy way to not have to take yep. some classes. And then little things that make it fun to people, because people don't usually just be like like being told information. Mm -hmm. um, putting a raffle in there. Yep. People get a chance to win something, and they learn something. So it's just a win-win. Um, I had put on a program about to-do lists mm -hmm. and comparing them to done lists. So maybe just seeing all the things you have to do can stress you out, but a list of seeing all the things you did get done towards your to-do list can help you out a lot. Um, That's kind of a nice idea. I like that one. Yeah, it actually works really well yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about this later in the semester, but can you just give a brief description of the PASS program? Because that's related to you as ARMS, but it's not really you necessarily. Um, I usually I'll first week or second week I'll go around and I'll ask students that have a qualifying GPA of 3.0 or higher if they're interested in becoming PASS members which are kind of just open access tutors to other students in the building. So if they tell me I'm really good at music, I'm really good at writing papers, I'm really good at Math 100, then if students come up to me and say, I really need help in that class, I mm -hmm. can try to connect them. And then those past members can get priority points um, for helping out those students. It looks really good on a resume mm -hmm. that they are a tutor. Um, and then, of course, I can help if, like, it's a subject I feel comfortable right. with tutoring in. But when it comes to, like, chemistry that I have not mm -hmm. taken since junior year of high school, I will gladly give that to the past members. Yeah, it goes back to, like, that whole thing. Because we don't, we can't tutor in every subject. Mm -hmm. We're not superheroes. Like, we are your academic resource mentor, but we don't excel in everything. Yeah. So I think it's nice to have a, that group of students that you can go to and use them as, like, a resource. Mm -hmm. I put all the past tags up on the students' doors, and then you can look, like, as you're walking down the hallway and be like, oh, it's good to know that so-and-so can tutor me in math because Shannon is awful at math. So mm -hmm. yeah. and so that's one way people can find out is that anyone who volunteers as a past member gets some kind of door decky yeah. type thing outside the door that says who they are and what they, they tutor in. And then you guys also will have lists of people in your building and and we help some people in other buildings, too, because we want them to to be able to do it. So if you are a student who feels like you might qualify and want to do some tutoring in the, the building as a volunteer, um, talk to your arms about that. Um, Shannon, sometimes freshmen just don't know what they need their arm for, particularly in that first semester. So what advice do you have for new students about knowing that there's help available and getting the help they need? I think even when I came in as a freshman, I had like a very closed mind to help. Like it's hard to admit that you need help a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So I think just keeping an open mind and anytime you have a question, like you can ask the arms in the building. Like we don't know everything, but we know a lot about school, a lot about what goes on at campus. Like, we're humans, so we like mm -hmm. to eat the food on campus. We know how to get food. We know how to take the shuttle and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So you can use this for pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of, like, making sure you know who your arm is and feel free to, like, talk to them whenever you need them. 
And also, just never feel like you should be embarrassed about having to ask your arm for help. We're not going to be like, look at this loser. Like, they they need help writing their paper. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone needs help writing their paper. But also, like, sometimes I'm, like, pulling people. I'm like, hey, I want to help you with something I know you've got going on. But, oh, my gosh, I got an email last semester, and they were like, hey, I really need your help with this thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they need my help. I'm utilized. I'm important. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't feel bad about asking us for help. Yeah. I, I always tell people, you know, to try not to wait till the last minute, too, because your arms aren't available for you 24 hours a day, much as you would like it when you haven't, you know, finished the paper that you're working on, too. But you, you said it best, your people, too, and your students here. So you do you do have some of the same restraints on you that other people do. You need to get some sleep every once in a while, and you need to do your own homework and things, too. But But... I will say that the arms are really good about helping you if you do need somebody to take a quick look over a paper or you do need to get to somebody who can help you with that that math homework that that you're there and able to do that for people. And I mean worse comes to worse like if we aren't available to help you the second you need it we're I'm sure we know somebody who is available mm-hmm. to help you when you need it so. Yeah. And you're familiar cuz we've spent a lot of time talking about it during our training with <laughs> with places on campus and and what's here for people and and uh, so you can direct people to the right spot for where they need to go so anything that you that I didn't ask about that you think it's important for people to know about the arms hmm. just because we're not RAs don't think that we're like not on the staff like we can still help you with other stuff like hey I don't know why I can't get into my room. We can, like, still kind of help you with things, just not always to the same extent. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not just there to, like, help you with your academics. Um, Yeah, I agree. I know even this morning, like, someone in my building needed a lockout, and I was, Mm -hmm. like, the only one awake. So I was like, oh, I can get someone to do that for you. Like, it was nice to know that she, like, felt comfortable coming to me, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, residents aren't even in, so it was some of our early arrival. but. We can pretty much, we know everyone on the staff, like we have access to communicate with everyone on the staff pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So in the building, I think we're a much bigger resource than people think we are mm-hmm. sometimes. So it's like good to know, like you can use us for pretty much anything. Yeah. And also like six out of the eight buildings only have one arm, mm-hmm. but in Penny Hall and in Centennial Hall, there are two arms in the, each of those buildings. So kind of like an RA, like you might have your floor RA, but you might want to talk to an RA from another floor about mm-hmm. something you have going on, or maybe that one's busy and you need to talk to another. If you're in one of those two-arm buildings and you wanted to talk to person A, mm-hmm. but they're not free, you can talk to person B. Or maybe if you're in a building with only one RA, mm-hmm. or one arm, I'm sorry, um, then you can just be like, hey, I'm really busy right now, but if you really do still want to talk to another arm, go to Grasso. Yep. Yeah, let me put you in touch with somebody else. One of the things I want to do just to wrap up is to let everyone know who the arms are in all the buildings. So I'm going to I'm gonna read from my list. So um, in the Midtown buildings in Newberry, we have Shannon, who you've been listening to today. Um, Fairfield's arm this year is new. It's Sarah Slaby. And in Litchfield, uh, Kiana Wright is returning as the arm there. So west side, we have Heidi and Grasso. Again, Heidi's here with us today. Centennial, as we just said, has two arms, Brianna Walker, who's back in Centennial for a second year, and Emily Chauvin, who was in Grasso last year and is now in Centennial. 
And then Penny has two new arms this year, Angela Nicastro and Catherine Healy. So know those names and remember them, you know, write them down as we speak, replay the, the podcast and get them. Or go to our website because on the arm page there are pictures and some brief introductions of all of them too. Um, our arms can assist you with really an amazing amount of things, some of which you've heard here today. And like I said, it's not just always reading through that paper that's due tomorrow. So they're going to be around in your building. Take some time to stop by when they're doing some of their office hours because they're usually doing that near your your desk area or somewhere in public in the building. Or you'll see them out walking around for the, you know, some of their hours and uh, stop by one of their programs if you can because they've got a lot coming up for you this year. Um, Heidi and Shannon, thanks again for spending time with us and talking about the arms. I appreciate your being here. Thank you for having us, Mary Beth. Yeah, thank you. Um, just a reminder, too, uh, watching out later this semester, for those of you listening in November and December, we're going to be having what I think is our 17th annual Spelling Bee. And in the Spelling Bee, the arms run that, and students from every building compete in little pre preliminary things and then we have a big all-campus spelling bee um, to determine the best speller in housing and we have some really good prizes for that and it's a lot of fun and that final is usually the week after Thanksgiving so um, that's all we have today for Gab and Grow so thanks for joining us and we hope you'll listen again see you next time <laughs>